folks, I'm WWE Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and you're listening to the podcast, Small Package. Give me a hold, buddy. Hold! Hey, everybody, it's Corey Poindexter, and I am here with your boy. Hello, it is your boy. His name is Bob Feckety. And today, on the Small Package Show, we have all the results from Money in the Bank 2018. mid Also... Titles changing hands on Raw. A TV title change. Yeah, all that and more today on the Small Package Show. Hit him with the button. It is Small Package. Professional. Buddies, it's small package, and let's just get straight into it. Uh, the first thing, the first thing, we had a no pretty bad. good takeover. No, no bad. Nah, son. Nah, son. There's a lot to talk about. Bob, you're going to take the lead on this. I actually haven't, still not had the chance to watch takeover. <laughs> it's my birthday week. Truth. Um, well, treat yourself to NXT TakeOver. I will this week. Which features three solid matches and two okay ones, in my opinion. All right, Bob, hit us with it. Uh, the f- opening tag match. I went in with no expectations. It literally is four generic-looking white guys in black trunks with black boots. All four of the com- contestants in this tag match. Was this the title match? Yes. Undisputed Era versus Lorkin and um, 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 oh, the no. other one. I uh, it was Roderick Strong and O'Reilly for Undisputed Era, correct? Yush, cool. With Adam Cole Bay ringside. Um, so it was a really good match. It was a really solid match. I mean, this is like a bunch of technical stuff. And some great moves. Like, it's just, I went in with no expectations and left being like, wow. Good match. Was, was that match of the night already? Ooh. And it might have been uh, for me personally. It was really solid. Just, just really great match. Um, then what? Then came Velveteen Dream versus Ricochet, and that match was really good. Um, some people noticed, obviously, uh, Velveteen Dream was playing in, paying an homage to Hulk Hogan, of all people, uh, where he pretty much did the Hollywood Hogan entrance. Um, and he was also paying homage to Prince Puma, where he wore Prince either the exact same pants, but I doubt it because he's a bit bigger than Ricochet height wise. Um, but he got an exact replica pair of Prince Puma pants made up tight. 
Um, and that match was really good. Uh, told a great story. A lot of good spots. Uh, this could also be match of the night for me. Oh, wow. Both great matches. Then the women's and, match. And wait, who, but who got... Who, uh, Undisputed Era got the win. Yes. And then who got the win in the second match? Uh, Ricochet. Ricochet got the win. And then the women's match, uh, Baszler versus Nikki Cross, and that was whatever. Um, kind of weird. Just all right? Um, it was fine. And that was, uh, 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 uh Baszler retaining. And then there was the NXT belt match between Alistair Black and Lars Sullivan. And that was pretty good uh some hard hitting moves um the ending was kind of painfully botched mm, um that's unfortunate i didn't remember it being so bad when i watched it well, actually i don't remember if that's the ending but there is a painful botch in it sure um i didn't remember it being as bad when i watched it but then i just went back and watched a gif of it and i was like oof that oof. was rough <laughs> but uh, overall it was a good show well, yeah, and then the final match was Gargano Champa. Oh, that closed the show. Street fight. Yeah, so Alistair Black won. He retained, uh, and then Gargano Champa street fight was pretty much a hardcore match. Like, I mean, there's a lot of brawling, you know, sure. brawling in the crowd and. Sure. Uh, doing big spots, huge table spots, jumping off of things. There was even, even they went so homage to like ECW that there was a, a spot where he grabbed a sign from a fan. Uh, Gargano grabbed the sign and started beating down Ciampa. And then he tore the sign open and there was a stop sign in the sign that he then continued. Wow. Like, remember those moments? Wow. Um, I had said before, and I still haven't seen this match. Obviously, I haven't watched the show yet. But uh, I had said before that when they changed the stip from Last Man Standing to a street fight because of the Styles Nakamura stip, that this probably would not be the end of the feud, and that they would have another match to blow it off. Well, Ciampa got the win. Yep. So now they're kind of one and one. A uh, common, mm. a common, uh, well, not common, I guess, but uh, a fantasy booking I read online that would be really smart, mm -hmm. in my opinion, is if uh, Champa challenges Black for the title, and then it's Champa Black at Takeover Brooklyn. And then Gargano comes out and ruins his chances, just like Ciampa ruined Gargano's chances when he faced Almas. Hmm. And then that would bring it back to their final blow-off match, which could be like a Hell in a Cell or something. That'd be tight. My neighbor's dogs are going insane right now. When did you have neighbors that get dogs? They've, they've always had them. Weird. Usually, usually they don't make this much noise huh but every once in a while kayla always likes to joke around that she can tell when they get a new a new chew toy for the dogs because the dogs will be really wild all of a sudden 
and we'll hear a fuck ton of squeaking for about an hour until we assume the dogs destroy the toys. Uh-huh. And then we won't hear from the dogs for like a week. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I'm, um, I'm glad that NXT TakeOver so yeah, was, was like, a good show. It was a good match. And, you know, a lot of people probably really loved that last match. Um, I didn't think it lived up to their previous matches, personally. Uh, even though there was huge spots in it. Like, the huge spots were nuts, but it wasn't necessarily a better match because of it. Sure. Sure. Um, anyway, uh, that was TakeOver. It was really good. And then we can move on to Midb. Now, now I would say this. <clears throat> I have not seen TakeOver Chicago yet. However, Money in the Bank, I gave the show an A-. minus. I thought Money in the Bank was a lot of fun. You gave it a B-plus um, the night of. So, I mean, nothing can live up to expectations set by NXT TakeOver New Orleans. Sure. Uh, that That card was pretty much as perfect top to bottom as you could get. Sure. Um, but a lot of people on the internet but are saying that maybe this is the first time the WWE pay-per-view I, was better. I I think I think I might agree with that. I think I had more fun. I will say I think I had more fun at Money in the Bank. I enjoyed the wrestling more in takeover sure so we open up with what ended up being spoiler alert we don't even save this for the news uh we opened up with what turned out to be big Cass's last match in wwe final match by Cass. uh daniel bryan versus big Cass. uh i picked d bry i i truly believed in my heart of hearts that wwe was mad at big Cass and that they were going to put d bry over you and KT, I both believe. No, KT predict, predicted Brian to get the win. Well, yeah, I thought that, you know, Cass would get the win and that they'd actually keep telling whatever feud story they were telling. But I guess that obviously would not come to pass. So Big Cass tapped out to Daniel Bryan. And uh, and it was, it was, I will say this. The feud didn't make a lot of sense to me. However... That being said, the match itself I thought was a good match. Um, it wasn't a great match. It wasn't the kind of match that I'm going to look back on fondly in five, ten years. However, it was uh, fine. It was a fun opening match, and it got the night off to a face win, which I think is important sometimes, especially when you're having you're trying to have a very fun well, interview. It's it's sometimes good to have to be fair. Yes. The pre-show was the club versus Bludgeon Brothers, and Bludgeon Brothers got the win. Well, yeah, I mean... And that match was whatever. Main card, it is what it is. Bludgeon Brothers did pick up the win and retain on the pre-show. Next, we got Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn. And, who boy, did this not matter at all. Well, skipping ahead to the news, Sami Zayn apparently was working through this match injured. Which... And uh, he's now going to be in Birmingham, Alabama for rehab for a while. And his injury is yet to be announced, but one of the sites, PW Insider, I think, Mm -hmm. was reporting that he is injured and in Alabama 
but usually, they just don't know for what. Usually, if they have them at the Birmingham area, it's usually a surgery required injury. Yeah. Um. So hopefully, Sammy has a fast recovery. That being said, regardless of the quality of the match, the feud itself just felt weird and it was a big forced. old stinker. It wasn't a very good feud. Bobby Lashley is very awkward. Please don't give him the mic for a while. Well, yeah, as we saw in Raw. Oh man! The next night, he cut yeah. a terrible promo. Oh, it was it was a very terrible promo, and it even started off with a botch on the mic. It started off bad, and then just didn't recover. He called he called Roman. He called uh he meant to say someone else and said Roman. I think he meant to say Brock Lesnar, and he said Roman to Roman. Yeah, um, it was just painful but back to money then he got brock and braun mixed up a lot too uh i believe the next match was the ic belt match trying to remember the order yes uh so we had seth rollins versus elias in the i called it the what happens when both people pick the same character in a wwe video game and one has to be in the alternate attire match um it was a good match. It was, it a, lot was of, fine. a lot of fun in it. Um, Rollins is a great worker. And, uh, you know, ultimately, Rollins winds up retaining. He did do a, a tight grab on a roll-up for the, for the victory. Um, the commentary team didn't make a huge deal about it. But it wound up being made a bigger deal the next night on Raw. We'll get to that. Um, so, yeah, Rollins and, and Elias had a pretty good match. Uh, I believe the next match... Was the women's the women's ladder match. ladder y'all? So uh, ultimately, if you were playing the PW scorecards uh, with us, uh, I don't I I didn't write down all of the correct answers, but um, Alexa Bliss winds up winning the women's Money in the Bank, and what I thought sh- would have been great if this caliber of women's Money in the Bank match had been the first women's Money in the Bank match. Um, it was a really, really strong showing. Um, the, a lot of the women were doing things that made me nervous watching, um, especially, you know, a lot of talent who aren't used to doing as many ladder matches. A lot of the times the men's matches are sort of populated by half superstars that they're wanting to push and half who are very skilled at the ladder matches, which winds up, you know, people like Kofi, you know, in those types of matches tend to carry the thing. Um, you know, your Jeff Hardy's, et cetera. Your Dolph Ziggler's. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but the women put on a hell of a show. Uh, Charlotte had a spear that she hit running underneath of a ladder into another ladder. Um, just an absolutely great showing by all the women involved. Um, and ultimately, Alexa Bliss is the one who gets the win. Um, I kind of wish it had been Becky. Not because I'm a Becky Mark like you, but because where does Becky go moving forward? They just have Becky stuck in this mid-card level on in the women's division, um, which is unfortunate. But what are you going to do? Alexa wins. I'm happy with that because I'm, I'm an Alexa fan. Uh, next, after the women's Money in the Bank, I believe was Jinder Roman. Yeah, because I believe I joked how we needed a pee break after that match. Uh, Gender Roman. That's when we went outside to take a break. Honestly, honestly, the only two matches on the night that just 
felt like they meant nothing were Bobby and Sammy and Roman versus gender. And, uh, you know, gender came to ring with, uh, Sunil Singh in, uh, a cast and a wheelchair. And he, he, you know, faked like, Oh, I can't get out of this wheelchair. And of course he did get out of it at some point to interfere. And ultimately Roman picks up the win. Um, and it is what it is. That was just, that was just that. Uh, the next match, I believe, was was it Carmella Oscar? I think so. Uh, so we had Carmella versus Oscar in um, a classic face looks like a moron getting distracted match. Yeah, I mean, it was an all right match. Um, like she was dominating the whole thing, and then a mysterious figure in a robe and an Oscar mask showed up. Hey, and you know what? It turned out to be James Ellsworth. I mean, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I am very happy that James Ellsworth is back. Oh yeah. I'm very glad that this is, this is happening. However, I am just sick of the faces in a match. Just whenever, some music comes on or somebody shows up ringside. They just blame like just so focusedly are shocked at the person that they completely forget that they're in a wrestling match and just get taken out with one move or a roll up. Well, and it was kind of awkward because his L's the L's distraction didn't actually lead to an immediate victory. Uh, she was distracted, but then when Carmella went to like roll her up, she kicked out of it, and then it took Ellsworth distracting Oscar a second time for Carmella to hit uh, a kick and then get the victory. Um, so that was just sort of like a confusing decision, whether that was a, a botch or Oscar wasn't supposed to kick out and she did. Um, but we get to see Carmella and Ellsworth celebrating; they're back together. Um, and it's good. It is good to see Ellsworth back. The match was, was fine. The ending was a little weird, but, uh, ultimately it was pretty cool to see Ellsworth back. Uh, we also had, did the, did the Naya and Ronda match happen right after that? Or was that Nakamura AJ? I think it was Nakamura AJ. So the Nakamura versus AJ Styles match was the best match that they've had so far in this feud. Uh, in my opinion, yes, I felt like this was the strongest showing from the two of these, of these competitors. And honestly, it's the kind of caliber match we expected to see from them at WrestleMania. Um, that being said, I'm disappointed that Nakamura, it wasn't his time that he didn't get the win. However, we did get the loudest, most insane dick kick I've ever seen in my life. Bob, it echoed through the halls of the universe. Uh, man, just, I, I, I remember hearing the sound of AJ Styles foot destroying the genitalia of, of Shinsuke Nakamura and turning to KT and being like, Hey, it's your cousin, Marvin, Marvin Barry. You know, that new sound you've been looking for. Well, listen to this dick kick. Uh, it was very crazy. Uh, it was a good match. I mean, we saw a styles clash off the steel steps onto the outside area. We saw all sorts of just crazy moves, uh, Kinshasa's for days. And ultimately, 
Uh, AJ Styles is, is the winner of the match. Um, yeah. See, it's funny. My uh, coworkers were shouting at me that I had inside information because I was told about the cover athlete for 2K19 being right. named uh, uh, AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh, well, because I was the only person in my work predictions who picked AJ. And I, to be completely honest, uh-huh. I only put that together when I walked out of my apartment door Monday morning. Hmm. Or Tuesday. It was Tuesday morning. Sure. Well, I mean, regardless, the the it, it was kind of a... Uh, a coin flip regardless to me whether or not uh, it was going to be AJ or Nakamura. Um, I will say that if I had known that he was going to be the cover guy on the video game, I might have leaned towards picking him because they do like to have... um, They do like to have... uh, They do like to have the, the, the champion be on the cover. But I will say I was however, nervous going into that. However, match. Uh, I don't think that that is like insider knowledge in terms of who they pick because the the game doesn't even come out till what October. He easily could could have won it back at sure. SummerSlam. Yeah. Uh, next up, and speaking of champions going into things, so a little bit of controversy on this next election, at least for me. Um, so I had said on air mm-hmm. Naya with you, but I had, I left Rhonda written down on my sheet. And so going into the predictions, um, I felt strongly about Rhonda when you made a case about Naya, I went, mm, maybe Naya, but I never crossed it out. Um, and so the night of KT came over, shout out to KT friend of the show. Mm-hmm. And KT was filling out his predictions and, uh, I had a moment where I was like, okay, Bob, I guess I'll stick with Rhonda because that's what I've written down. And then made the connection that Rhonda is going to be inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. which made me strongly believe that my my Ronda Rousey prediction could, in fact, be true. Uh-huh. They do like to have champions sure, sure, going sure. into situations like that. And what better way for Rhonda to go in, at least for WWE's sake, to go into the UFC Hall of Fame, possibly wearing the WWE Women's Championship. However, we got to... Re- First off, I just want to say this. Ronda Rousey proving the haters wrong, having a, a absolutely just fantastic match with Nia Jax. Um, it was very entertaining. A lot of great moves, judo flips, all sorts of stuff. Armbar off the top rope, you know, uh, shades of... Uh, Oh my gosh, why am I forgetting his name again? Japanese commentary. Bob Funaki? Not Funaki. Was it Funaki? No, who had the 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 tarantula? Tajiri. Oh yeah, Tajiri. Shades of Tajiri on that Why'd one. Why'd you say Japanese commentary? Because I thought Tajiri was on the commentary. No, Funaki was on the yeah. commentary. My bad. <laughs> um but uh Shades of Tajiri on that one, a really cool move. You know, I I said during the match, I love rope submission moves mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where you can only hold it for that five count, but it's brutal looking. And uh, right when 
when Ronda was getting the armbar locked in in the middle of the ring, and it looked like she was going to win. Alexa Bliss with the Money in the Bank briefcase smashing everyone in the faces, ultimately getting the win over Nia Jax. Um, and she is your new Raw Women's Champion. Raw It was a very entertaining match, and the ending was... It's always exciting to see a cash-in. And uh, I don't know if she is the fastest cash-in now. Um, uh, we'll have to look that up some other time. It's, she's got to be if, up there. If if not number one, then she's got to be at least in the top three fastest. I think I think I think she is because I think I read saw or saw a tweet or somebody posted something about how the women now have the longest time between cash-ins and shortest time between cash-ins. That's interesting. Um, and it's funny too because you know because like Dean's from 2016. The men's Money in the Bank match was one of the earlier ones in the night, and then it was the last match of the night that he cashed in. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, great match. Uh, and that led into the men's Money in the Bank last match on the card. Another just incredible spot fest. There was a lot of fun stuff in this match. A lot of great moments. Everyone ganging up on Braun Strowman on the entrance ramp, burying him in ladders. Meanwhile, The Miz is all alone the ring, climbing up the ladder to try to get to the briefcase. Mm-hmm. He gets stopped. Big E was our representative of... No, it wasn't. Or it Kofi. Was Kofi. Kofi was the representative. That's I said that earlier in the fucking show, too. Derp. Kofi was our representative from the New Day. Uh, he had some, some cool jumping spots in here. Uh, Braun Strowman knocking... KO off the top of a 20-foot ladder into where the announce desk usually is on Raw. Mm-hmm. It was not there. Uh, and then Braun Strowman running full steam down the entrance ramp and Bobby Roode and I believe Finn Balor went yeah. for a uh, the, ladder the, take close, yeah, like the clothesline with the ladder and Braun runs through the ladder, ripping it in half. Uh, absolutely insane. Just the best. Yeah, uh, it, it was a very fun match. It wasn't too long, it was, but it wasn't short. It left you feeling satisfied. Braun gets the win, which is interesting. I had him on my sheet as my second pick, but Braun getting the win was definitely not what I thought they were going to do. I thought there was a good chance Miz would get it, mm-hmm. and I thought that there would be the possibility. Well, we we both were like, it's got to be someone on SmackDown, right? Because they can't be cashing in on champ that Isn't doesn't there. exist. Right. Um, so that's really interesting. Um, it goes to Braun. I thought Miz was definitely a top contender to get it in, in terms of what in my heart, I thought the booking might go towards. Uh, I thought it'd be, if Miz won it, you could do a D Bry AJ feud, which the wrestling marks would be crazy for. Mm-hmm. And then you, oh man, you give Daniel Bryan the briefcase or you give him the championship and everyone's all happy at SummerSlam. And then the Miz's music hits mm-hmm. and he comes out and smashes Bryan and takes it away from him. Uh, but that's not the direction they went. Uh, and uh, ultimately, Braun Strowman, he's Mr. Quote unquote monster in the bank. That makes no sense, but whatever. Shh. He's trapped in a bank. He, he himself is trapped in a bank vault. Uh, and also in predictions, KT, you've been dethroned. He always beats us at predictions. And it always went to being, you know, Bob won or I won, but KT won the night. Tonight, or Sunday night, I was the winner. 131 points 
from our PW scorecard sheets. Uh, yeah, I earned a grand total between the 50 possible points I could have earned between the two money in the bank matches. I earned a grand total of three. Yes, that was not a very, that was a rough one for you. Not productive. Although I I had three on the women's, I think. No, I had 10 on the women's because I got Alexa as my pick. Um, and so KT had 121, I had 131. And uh, nothing was on the line. Nothing was at stake. So go figure. I win when it means absolutely nothing. But I won. So suck it, Bob. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, so that was TakeOver and MITB. Money in banks. Monster in the bank. It was a good show. It was fun. fun. You gave it a B, B plus on the night. You stand by that a couple of yeah. days, a couple of days later. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah, there there are a couple great matches, but there is a couple stinkers that brought it down. Yeah, I like mean, the opening ones are just like complete whatever throwaway matches. Sure, but on the whole, fun time and the Money in the Bank matches and the women's t- uh, the Raw women's match uh, and the men's SmackDown Championship match did not disappoint. Oh uh, no, yeah, both both Money Midibs and. The major championship title matches. Hell yeah. Monday Night Raw. Important stuff to talk about storyline-wise. Uh, we open up with uh, Alexa. Boring-ass same Alexa Bliss promo now, we've got. Now, I would say this. It opens up with a samey fake-out a face turn slash, nope, I'm still top bitch, you know. Yeah. However, it then goes kind of sideways when Ronda comes out. And you're expecting, okay, Ronda's going to come out and it's going to be promo. And instead, Ronda she just beats the her ring. the fuck down. She storms the ring. Now, Kurt is in the ring and he manages to stop her for a moment so Alexa can say that she's a hack and she shouldn't have come over from MMA. Uh, and at that point, Ronda loses her fucking mind and, per- and proceeds to beat the shit out of Alexa Bliss. And when Kurt tries to stop her, he gets a beaten too. Yes. So, she beats him down, does a judo flip on him. Ronda goes full tweener. Uh, then some referees come into the ring to break it up, and Ronda murders a group of referees. Uh, and then she picks up Alexa Bliss in a really weird, like, f- not fireman's carry. It was just like a single shoulder hold power bomb. It was impressive to watch. Uh, puts Alexa through the table that the championship was resting on. And uh, as a result of that, receives a kayfabe 30-day suspension from the bosses. Uh, interesting segment. Ronda looked real strong in her match and looked real strong in this segment. Uh, you know, not only beating down the champion, but beating down the general manager, Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle, and then just a slew of dummy refs. So Ronda looked beast mode. Mm-hmm. Um, other highlights from the show we had an intercontinental title match he did yeah, Ra- the open challenge Rollins as expected an, an open challenge very exciting we we get Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre coming to the ring who's in the match well it's gonna be Dolph Ziggler big daddy Ziggy and uh, they had a very good match it was an entertaining multi-commercial spot match yeah no it was was a nice long match and then it ended with 
Seth going for the roll-up and grabbing the tights. Mm-hmm. One, two, whoop. Ziggler going for the roll-up and grabbing the tights. One, two, three. And your new Intercontinental Champion, Dolph Ziggler. Ziggler. Uh, and- and a pretty good after that. I'm here to show the Come on, bring it on. You're on fire. Yeah, you, no, are. you are. <laughs> uh, and a pretty good. <laughs> God damn it. And a pretty good aftermatch promo, uh, promo backstage with. I can't remember if it was Renee or one of the interview bots. But regardless. A good post-match interview with him and, and Drew McIntyre. They seem like they're on the same page. Uh, you would be worried about one half of a tag team winning a singles belt being a, oh man, trouble for the tag team. But I have the feeling that they might go ahead and put another strap on mm-hmm. Drew at some point and have them be tag team of singles champions. That'd be interesting. Um, but anyway, um, I digress. So, mm-hmm. interesting note. Okay. This title change continues a now nine-year-long streak. Oh. Dolph Ziggler has held a title or a Money in the Bank briefcase at least one at one point in every single year since 2010. Wow. That's that's he almost crazy. made it out of 2017 to break the streak, but he won it right at the end there. Oh yeah, and then dropped it. That's interesting. Hey, that is an interesting stat. I like that stat. That's the kind of stat that I'm into. Right, and it's one of those things where you're always thinking like, "Ugh, Dolph Ziggler is such a jobber," but then you're like, "But he's also well, a he's been a champ or briefcase holder every single year since 2010." That's insane yeah and he i mean he is one of the best hands in wwe if you need somebody if you if you if you were like gun to your head and you were like you have to pick two or three competitors to be a part of a match that you know will put on a good match he's definitely up there in terms of who you would consider putting into a match Mm -hmm. you know um and he has also proven that he can do ring general shit remember that uh Oh, uh, Elimination Chamber match that he yeah. was in a couple years ago where it just was botched from the get and Dolph Ziggler had to be the one to tell everybody he was calling out spots for every other competitor. Mm-hmm. He can do that. And uh, I think that that's part of the reason why he got that big contract extension was because WWE was like, well, we don't want to let him go. You know, he is somebody who's capable of putting on great yeah, matches. Who can help carry in-ring activity and then maybe get used as a coach later in the yeah his life i i could definitely see him after he's done with in-ring competition being one of those guys who works i mean he'd be a great promo coach oh for sure he does he does very good he does good i mean it's kind of all the same but hell no he's and he's got charisma baby scratches and he claws (laughs) um so yeah new intercontinental champion uh, that was very exciting. We got the same old, same old shit from Bailey and Sasha. The feud that I was just talking last week about is the feud over. Nuh-uh. It's still going strong. Apparently. So they lose to the Riot Squad, and then they fight each other. Interesting swerve. When they got backstage, Bailey was the one who blindsided Sasha. 
but well, we'll see. But yeah, we'll have to see what happens with that whole thing. Uh, Braun came out with his briefcase a couple of times and just showed it off to people, and he's gonna make sure that people get these hands. But yeah, him, but it was uh, I don't know. There's really nothing more, nothing important outside of the whole Ronda big suspension tweener turn and yeah. KO, KO and Corbin did get a win over change. Braun and Finn, which I thought was a, I don't want to say interesting, but it wasn't the most interesting thing. However, it was you're you're talking about Finn, uh, who is very hot right now, and Braun, who is arguably one of the hottest people in the company mm-hmm. right now, and and your new briefcase holder losing to Kevin Owens and Constable Corbin, and with Corbin the, being the one who gets the pinfall victory. Uh, very interesting to see what's up with that. I guess that's pretty much the most important stuff that happened on Raw. I can't really think of anything else that's groundbreaking right now. No. Uh, but SmackDown, really a tale of two halves for SmackDown. Uh, we had a first half that was a little slow. Uh, just, you know, we got another Carmella, James Ellsworth promo, and Ellsworth got leveled by Asuka, who was then leveled by Carmella. Um, and then we got Sanity debuting in what was a very chaotic and, and, and weird and honestly not super impressive victory over the Usos. I don't even know if there was an official match. I don't know if the bell ever rung. Um, but you know, a three on two. Um, I don't know how impressive that really is. You know, three but, uh, three men beating down two. Somebody counted. Mm-hmm. Let me find that. Somebody counted. Is Bob start to sentence? Uh, what did they count it by? I don't know how you pronounce this username. Okay. D-C-A-O-I-L-T-E. Sure. Um, this is on Reddit? Yeah, so whatever your username is, thank you. Sure. Uh, Sandy's debut last night lasted three minutes, eight seconds. And in that time, like, yes, I understand. They're supposed to be, you know, crazy guys and Sandy sure. and hectic and whoa. whoa. That's a thing. But in that three minutes and eight seconds, there were 67 camera cuts. I did notice that 67. I didn't mind doing like the Dutch angles like they do in NXT. But yeah, I noticed there were an odd amount of camera cuts and it just felt kind of jarring, like gave me a little bit of motion sickness feeling. And uh, man, it's just sort of. You know, the crowd didn't seem too into it. It was kind of a lukewarm reaction, whereas Sanity in NXT always got those pops. Um, you know, boos when they were supposed to be booed and, and cheers when they were supposed to be cheered. But, um, yeah, the Sanity debut was a little flat. However, second half of the show was a gauntlet match that could not have been better booked. Um, I just don't think, I can't think of another way you could have set this up in a better way. You started off the, the, the match with Daniel Bryan and Big E. And the two of them had a pretty lengthy first for a gauntlet match, uh, a first match of a gauntlet. Um, commentary did a very good job selling the fact that how are these men supposed to be able to fight for uh, three more competitors after this? Like, you know, whoever wins this still has to go through three more men. 
They're not saving enough energy for the rest of the match. Daniel Bryan winds up getting the the victory, the pinfall over Big E. And then Miz is not the next competitor. It's Samoa Joe. And Samoa Joe comes out there, and him and Daniel Bryan also had a fantastic match. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. It, and it made Joe look smart and very ring-aware. But Daniel Bryan... So Samoa Joe set up a move on the outside to try to get Daniel Bryan counted out. And ultimately, Daniel Bryan managed to get back into the ring before the countout, and Joe did not. So ultimately, Joe's plan backfires... Daniel Bryan gets the win. He gets to move on. Samoa Joe doesn't look weak. He just looks like he was trying to outsmart Daniel Bryan and just got outsmarted by Daniel Bryan. So Samoa Joe doesn't look bad, but Daniel Bryan stays in. And then the Miz's music hits. He runs out. He scraps with Daniel Bryan for a couple of minutes and then gets a skull-crushing finale on Daniel Bryan. And he gets the, the win, which makes you feel like there's a good chance that Miz and Daniel Bryan's feud is... On the horizon, especially now the big cast has been uh, he didn't even get future endeavored. He just got straight up released like the WWE.com thing did not say no, we wish him there's a one sentence. Just he's gone. Yeah, um, which we can talk about that briefly in just a moment. Uh, and then Rusev comes out and it's Rusev versus the Miz and big, big win for Rusev, your new number one contender to the Smackdown men's Smackdown champ. So Rusev gets the win and very excited about this. I mean, I'm, I, I want to see. I hope that Rusev actually gets a proper match with AJ. I don't think that he'll get the win when that mm-hmm. match happens at Extreme Rules. But I hope that they are starting to realize how over he is and maybe give him at least a solid match with AJ at, uh, at you know, a chance at the championship. And he's been busting out the accolade lately because he's been kind of getting wins with the Machka kick. Yeah. And so it's nice to see the accolade coming back. Hell yeah, you got a, ta- a, a submission victory. Especially since the Machka kick is basically just the Black Mass. Yeah. But SmackDown, I would say if 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 the show had ended halfway through, I probably would have gave it like a C plus. But after the Gauntlet match, I'd say a solid B. The Gauntlet match yeah. was a majority of the show. The Gauntlet match was, was pretty fun. Sm- uh, Raw, I would probably give also, like I would say like B-. minus. There was enough stuff that I was entertained with, with Braun and with the championship uh, IC title belt change. Uh, but it oh, there was a lot of them on the show that just felt like filler. So, thoughts? Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, overall, I'd say they're better than what they have been the past few weeks. Fair enough. Um, cause even a ho hum, pretty like just okay. Raw is better than what it has been the past few weeks. Sorry, raw. Sorry, raw. Uh, uh any WWE news? Obviously, Big Cass is gone. Yes, he is. Um, pretty much. There's, I, I'd say there's pretty much two major stories this week, and the first one is that Big Cass is gone. Um, from the Wrestling Observer newsletter, we have more information on why he was let go. Uh, it seems like it's a small uh, or a series of things. It's not one major thing. Um, I guess he blew off rehearsal for a promo that Kevin Dunn asked for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he went long on the live version of that promo. Uh, there's the incident where he 
had the little, little person, person Daniel Bryan, and he attacked him. Well, he wasn't supposed to attack him, but he attacked him a lot. He did. He was supposed to do one big boot, and that's the end of it. And instead, he went on a full beatdown. Uh, and, and Vince apparently personally was upset about that. Then there's another thing where he got locked in. He locked himself in the tour on a tour bus bathroom on the European tour, and he couldn't get out. And he thought he was getting pranked. Also, I think he might have been intoxicated at that point. No, apparently he was publicly intoxicated at a different time. Oh, that was a different incident. My bad. So yes. he locked himself in the bathroom. Um, and apparently the lock broke, and he thought that he was getting pranked. So he n- destroyed the door. Whoops. Which I mean, that one's that one's a little tough because a you're working mm-hmm. in a work environment where something like forcing a guy to stay stuck in the bathroom sure. is kind of encouraged. Sure. B homeboy's six foot nine, whatever. Like he's huge, and he's stuck in a small ass bus bathroom. Sure. Like. If he has any sort of claustrophobia issues, like those are gonna be kicking in soon. Sure. So I mean of all the issues, that one but it's just another one to add to the pile. Yeah. Um uh is that it on that one? Other news? Uh um well the other major news story is uh the Vader. passing of Vader. Leon White. Right. He's been having many health issues uh, and has been pretty open about him. Has been having a couple surgeries and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's it's it's sad to go, but he was in a lot of pain, and it's at least comforting to know that that sure. that he's not in pain anymore. Lots of tributes from all over the internet. Uh, you know, touching tributes to to Vader and. Big man, big personality. Sorry to see him go. Um, not really much more to say about that. Uh, Bob, do you have other news you want to talk about? Uh, not really. Um, like the full card for uh, uh, NJPW's first ever San Francisco show is uh revealed hmm, nice i don't know how much they're going to really do f- i there's there's definitely a, a emphasis on gaijin wrestlers on it sure the it's got uh omega defending against cody for the heavyweight belt Neat. it's got Jay white defending against uh juice robinson for the ice cool. or for I see what I think that's when he has. Yeah, I think so. Um, or no, uh, us. Yes. Us. Yeah, Cause Jericho, is, Jericho is the AC belt, but he's not on the card. Yes. Um, also in a similar vein, ring of honor was successfully boxed out of Madison square garden by WWE, uh, which there's not a ton of concrete information on this, but ROH was interested in booking a Madison square garden show. And it appears that WWE may have intervened and now ROH will not have the venue for the show, which some people have said is a good thing for ROH since they were going to lose money on the show. However, uh, 
you know, the exposure that they would have gotten to a larger audience might have been worth the the financial loss. So it's tough, but it is what it is. Uh, Jason Jordan might be on track for a July return. Um, Wrestling Observer is talking that there is a tentative schedule for Jason Jordan to be back in action in mid-July. So that could be very big for Jason Jordan to come back. I just don't know what they have for him to do right now. So I'd rather they not rush him back to, to then be hurt. But maybe they can team him back up with Chad Gable. That would be very interesting to see American Alpha back. I mean, they were one of the hotter tag teams in NXT. They didn't quite have the same oomph on the main roster, but just when I felt like they started to get going, they split. So we'll have to see what happens with uh, Jason Jordan and whether or not they're going to continue the whole Kurt Angle storyline when he returns. Bob, you have any other uh, news? Yeah, for all of you indie wrestling fans, <laughs> hands out there um it has been confirmed that all in will be streamed in some way shape or form for people to watch at home uh details have not been announced uh yet uh probably because they don't necessarily have all of them yet to announce uh but there's definitely going to be some way to watch this thing uh, if you did not get tickets. Well, I can't really think of anything else right now to talk about. Do you have any other news you want to talk about, Bob, before we wrap this up? Um, anything? No, I think I'm... Uh, I'm good. All right, cool. Well, you can follow Bob on Twitter at Bob Fick. You can follow me on Twitter at CB Pointexter. And you can follow the both of us on Twitter and Facebook at Small Package P.O.D. That's P.O.D. like the band, but it yeah, stands yeah, for yeah. podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah it sure. does. Sure, anyway, sure, hit sure. us up on social media. Write to us on Facebook or on Twitter. We'll read during the show. We love interacting with you guys. Let us know what you think about the segments. And uh, we, we just want to hear from you guys. So hit us up. We'll read it on the show. Uh, anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll be back next week with another edition of The Small package show bob you know what to do small package. weird but i liked it <laughs> bye